This is The Chronicle, a podcast that goes through the journey of life, love, self, and togetherness, facing the daily struggles life has to offer. Once again, this is The Chronicle, the podcast. Hello, everyone. We are back with another week and another episode. This is season two of The Chronicle, episode 78, One Word Heal. So before we get into today's episode, I just want to let you guys know my co-host left me hanging. So yeah, he's completely cut off from this point on. <laughs> but yeah, I, I did want to talk about healing because healing is something that we all go through in life that we're going to keep on going through. But it's up to us as individuals to make those proactive steps and say, hey, I want to get better. I want to be, you know, this person who is able to understand what I need to work on and what areas in me need, you know, healing, basically, because that's the most important part of this process, right? The the core and foundation is to heal. I mean, most of us don't want to heal because if we decide to heal, that means we decide to want to do better. And I think wanting to do better is basically a choice. Like I said in the last episode, it's choices. And when you decide not to be better because everybody's treating you a certain way, so you're going to start treating people how they treat you, it becomes as if you're not wanting the best for yourself. Because maybe someone is treating you bad. Maybe someone isn't giving you their full, you know, wholehearted, you know, energy that you think you deserve and then you start treating people the same way that that's not how you try to move on and move forward I mean like I said you have to heal you have to heal from the trauma that has been put a place on you and I think that's the beauty of healing but no one wants to talk about that and I think it's something that it has to be discussed and I want to hit on why healing is is so important it's important because like I said, it allows you to be ultimately free. It allows you to look inside yourself internally, take a step back and be vulnerable with yourself. And when you allow yourself to be free, it's like, okay, this is it. This is, this is like the aha moment that clicks in your head. Like, oh my gosh, I actually overcame this situation. I actually understood what happened. I went through the processes. Each of us have our own healing process. For me, it's writing. Maybe for you, it's um, music or drawing or whatever the case may be. We all have our own healing process. And we should, you know, sit in that healing process and really soak in all the lessons that could be made when you go through that process. Because most of us and the majority of us don't want to do it. Like we don't. And that's why healing is so important because when you heal, you're heal- not only healing you, but you're healing the generations before you and, the heal- and you're healing the generations after you. When when you heal, you, you, you get a sense of like this glow about you. Like they know you are capable of doing it. They know that this is something that's within you, something that has been... I don't know how to say it, but it's just a good feeling. You can tell a person who has healed because they don't show what they've been through. A lot of people show what they've been through. It's in their face and the way they look, how they appear, their tone of the voice, the way they talk to you, stuff. You can you can feel um, 
what they went through. And when a person truly heals and when a person has truly overcome whatever situation they're facing, you don't really see it because it's like it doesn't face them anymore. It's not important to them anymore. So I think that's how we, that's why we know it's important because you can't tell it on a person, like really can't. <laughs> but my main thing is why don't people heal? Like, why do we choose not to heal? Um, I think it's fear of who you could be and the potential that you could hold. Because it's easy to sit in a negative. It's really easy. Because sitting in a negative, okay, we can do that every single day. Every single day something bad happens in order for us to be like, oh, damn, I don't want to go through this day ever again. So it's, it's easy to sit in the bad instead of working through the bull crap you face on a daily basis. We don't want to work through it. we rather just push it aside or forget it or blame others. But we don't want to take ownership and we don't want to own up to the mistakes in the past and that what happened. Like you have to, there's some inner work that has to be done. There's, there's some healing that has to be done. There's a reason why you do certain things and you are figuring out why is there anything against me. There's a reason why certain things are happening to you. This is not rocket science here. You put two to two together. It's like one plus one equals two. Two plus two equals four. This is not rocket science. This is simple equation. These are facts. We know these are facts. But at the same time, you're trying to figure out why is this happening to me? Heal. You're not healing. You're not, you're not doing the work. You're not putting the work in. You're not putting the effort in to try to overcome whatever situation that's happening. And you're still stuck on the same equation. You're still stuck on why is this happening? It's simple. These are facts. These are known truths. And you know the truth. But you don't want to put the work in. I think that's the fear factor. A lot of people are afraid. A lot of people are afraid of what's going to happen when they actually heal. All the good that could happen. Because I'm nine times out of ten, I feel like people don't want to see themselves truly happy. They don't want to see the good in themselves. They don't want to be with someone, you know, who is going to make them better. They don't want to um, leave someone who. So they rather. Let me rephrase that. So they rather stay with someone who is bad for them instead of going with someone that's good for them because they already know if they go with someone good, it can lead to their you know, fulfillment and happiness. Like that that's backwards to me. Like why do people resort to the bad? That's why tox toxic love or whatever that case may be was so big um in twenty nineteen I would say because people resorted to that. People indulged in that. That's what people love. That's what people enjoy. And then they realized that their life was upside down. I had people speaking to people who was like, oh, I'm not messing with this, that, and third because they do this, 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 but then they end up going back with them. I don't know what the disconnect was. I don't know. I don't know if it's really true love, whatever the case may be, but something's not working and something's causing you headache and something's causing you problems and wounds and you're sitting in the same place that gave you those wounds and you're not fully digesting and healing from those wounds. Those wounds are going to stay open. Those wounds will never heal. And you're going to keep reopening them and keep picking at them until one day it's just going to stay there. It's going to be a scar. And a scar could have been healed properly if you took the necessary steps and necessary tools to remove yourself out the equation. But we don't do that. And that's why I just want I just want more for people. And wanting more for, your, for me, wanting more for you will never be enough if you don't want it for yourself. 
Okay, I can sit here and talk about how healing is important, how healing will give you a sense of relief and a sense of, you know, pressure off your shoulders, like a weight has been lifted. I can sit here all day and tell you. I can give you my testimony and say I've healed from this, that, and third. But at the same time, if you don't want to go after it, if you don't want to do it, and if you don't want to achieve it, then me talking, you listening to me, is not going to is not going to connect with both of us because it's it's. It's just going, it's not going to happen. Um, and that's why I say your childhood plays an important role in that. Most of us in our childhood weren't taught how to heal or we were given love, but that love was a genuine time and t- type of love, like toughen up. Like you have to be tough. You, you can't be weak type of love. And that's good and all, but at the same time, who is going to heal your inner child and who's going to protect your inner child? Because childhood trauma is real. We don't talk about it enough, but it's real. Childhood trauma is something that has been reflected onto people and then they grow up into these adulthoods and then they're they're trying to figure out why things are happening in certain ways because your childhood traumas aren't fully healed and you haven't healed from those things. So that's why it's important to really digest and really sit in those things and really go over what you've experienced through childhood because your childhood gives you a certain reflection of how you want to be in your adulthood. And nine times out of ten in our adulthood, we use those coping mechanisms that we dealt with when we were younger and we bring them into adulthood and we're like, okay, so this is why I'm this way because when I was five, this happened to me. Okay? Like I said, acknowledge. You, you want to acknowledge what happened to you. You want to acknowledge everything that happened. You also want to come to the realization that you have to work on this in order to get better. There is no other way around it. It's no upside down side. You have to acknowledge what happened. You can't acknowledge it. You can't face it. Then there's no point of going on this journey because healing requires you acknowledging it. Healing requires you to acknowledge your pain. I don't care who you are. You can think you're the toughest person in the world. If you don't acknowledge your pain and if you don't acknowledge the fact that you do need healing because everyone does need healing, then... It's not going to work. And I want it to work for you. I want you to go on this journey and say, hey, okay, I, I, I can do this because at the same time, I want to get better. I want to achieve better. And in order for me to achieve better, I'm going to have to acknowledge some of the hurt. I'm going to have to acknowledge this girl played me. <laughs> or I'm going to have to acknowledge this boy played me, whatever the case may be. I'm going to have to acknowledge she wasn't right for me or he wasn't right for me. I'm going to have to acknowledge my mother did this, my father did that, or my mom was a single parent. I'm going to have to acknowledge all of that. And I'm going to have to acknowledge how it affected me. And then I'm going to have to heal from it. And I'm going to have to grow from it because I don't want to be that in this cycle and stuck on these issues that could have been resolved. These issues could have been resolved. These issues could have been saved. But we were too afraid and we were too insecure to ever try to work on it. And that's the main disconnect, I feel as if. It's like when a girl grows up and her father is in her life. So she grows up and she's having a lot of men issues because she never dealt with the trauma of growing up without a father. So it's like a disconnect. So she hasn't healed from the pain of her dad. So she's reflecting all that pain out on the men in her life as she's growing up and meeting different individuals. That's hard. Because if you haven't healed and you, you don't have that type of father figure or male figure in your life growing up, it's going to be hard to try to live up to the expectation of men when you're 
you know, going through life itself. Say, for instance, like me. Um, for me, didn't have my father in my life, okay? But luckily for me, I had male figures. Those male figures taught me what a man should be like or what a man should look like. Now, I'm really terrified. I think about it sometimes. What if I didn't have those male figures growing up? And it was just only my mom and my grandma and just a woman. So what if happens if I didn't have the male figures? What would happen to my idea of a man in my you know adult life or young adult life or whatever the case may be? How would I perceive that? Would I be searching for a love that's you know disconnected or whatever the case may be? So I think about stuff like that. And of course, there is always a disconnect because you know you feel as if there's anything like a your blood father you know, telling you this and third, but at the same time, I healed, you know? Because I had the opportunity, I had the tools around me that allowed me to heal. Most of us don't have those opportunities. Most of us don't have that, those tools and those, you know, advantages around us because it's, such a, it's a bad stigma, I feel like, with healing. It's like when you heal, you're broken. And if you're broken, something is wrong with you. Well, nothing is wrong with you. It's just that we all have to heal. I mean, I know people who I spoke with and they're in like their 50s and they're, they're still holding on to things that happened to them when they were like 12. And I'm like, wow. And listening to their stories and really grasping what they went through. And I'm like, that's another problem why people need to heal because we're, we're holding on to what happened to us when we were 12. And it's like, baby, you, can, you, can't, you can't change that. What happened to you when you were 12, as much as it hurt you to the core of your soul, you have to heal from it. And then I hear stories about people, same situation, something happened to them when they were a kid, they're 50 plus years old, and their husband doesn't even know what happened to them. And it's like, wow, you kept a part of you hidden so long, you just learned how to deal with it. You, you didn't heal from it. You just learned how to have it there. It's like almost in the sense of like a cancer patient or a person who has cancer. And they know the cancer is there, but they they don't want to, you know, treat it, basically. They don't want to treat the cancer. They know it's there, but they don't want to treat it. They rather just live with it and go on about their daily lives and let it spread over the, the case and being. So it's like you won't allow yourself to heal. You won't allow yourself to fully, you know, go through the repercussions of what could happen if you were able to heal. And that's the scary part, you know, like you're going throughout your life. Now, just imagine you meet someone when you're like 23, 24, you guys date, you guys get married around 27 and you guys are together for like 20, 40 plus years. But that person dies with them. I mean, when they when I say die, they die with them. All their secrets, all their hurt, all their pain. You never knew they maybe have gotten raped when they were, what, 17. You never knew that, you know, they were in an abusive relationship. You never knew this, that, and the third. But throughout the marriage, they didn't want to be touched or they you know, deflect every time arguments happen or were scared of when you raised your voice on the side of the third, you never knew this and it caused a lot of friction, a lot of arguments. And then you find out after that person has passed away that they experienced all of these things. And it's like, wow, you never knew this, 
and it could have saved so many problems, but you never knew what happened to them. And now they're gone and they're passed away. They took all their pain and all their hurt with them to the grave. That has to really suck, you know, to think about it like that. There's people who are out here are living their best lives and if they die today, they will be okay because they understand the work of healing. They understand the work of going through emotions and actually taking full accountability of everything they got. That's why as a, as a prime example, I want to talk about even Kobe, Kobe Bryant. You know, I feel as if he was the epitome of a person who worked hard for where they wanted to be in life. When he worked hard, I feel as if he was at the height of his career, you know, and I feel as if as a human being overall, he was just a good individual. And I feel like being a good individual means you are doing the work every single day to heal properly because I can look good on the inside, but I won't feel good on the outside. I can look good on the outside, but I won't feel good on the inside. And I feel like he was an embodiment of feeling good on the inside and outside. So he didn't take no regrets with him. And I think most of us take those regrets and die with them to our grave and to our core. You know, a lot of people break up because of the emotional trauma or the physical trauma they've been through. And they don't share those things and they're not willing to open up and heal. You have to be willing to open up. And if when you open up and when you do heal about these things, I want the person you're opening up to to be able to say and acknowledge every single thing you're saying. That's why I'm saying Sometimes it's not best to um, talk to friends maybe about what you're going through and how you're healing, stuff like that. Maybe you should probably seek therapy and therapy is a good thing. I feel as if you, if you have money to buy clothes, shoes and all these other things, then you have money to spend on a therapist to actually do the work and actually get better as a human being. If you have money to spend on shoes, on bags, on clothes, and you have the money to become a better individual and to heal every single thing that you are going through. Seeking therapy, in my opinion, would never be a bad thing. I feel as if, if you have the money, like that's that's the main part, because therapy costs <laughs> some coins, okay? <laughs> so if you have the money, spend it on you know therapy, something that's therapeutic for your soul. I mean, if you can try to be live a high maintenance life and you want to get your hair done nails done everything then man i would definitely suggest getting your inside looking fine too okay <laughs> and therapy is that way of making yourself look fine there's nothing like an individual who is just spirited and when i say spirited spirited i mean a person who is just going on inside and outside I mean, yeah, they've been through something. Cause I, I, I feel like this, because I've been in this situation before. I remember one person um, felt like I was, you know, privileged, where the case may be, which I spoke on my last episode, which is, you know, still <laughs> kind of in my mind. But I feel like thought that way because I'm not acting like what he envisioned, I guess, a black woman to be. And I'm not acting that way, in a sense. It's because I feel as if hurt, being hurt, is something popular in the African-American community. Especially everything that we go through as a society as a whole. 
you know, all the fighting, all the strong mentality that we have to face on a daily day basis. We have to have our guard up. We have to have, you know, this stern, cold toughness about us because of what we go through society. Society does not treat us the same as everyone else. That's another topic for another day. <laughs> so that's already a red flag against us. And then on top of that, you have to deal with your personal life and all your personal bull crap that you go through. And then you want me to be on the front line and you want me to support you and be this confident in you. That's why I feel like black women go through. Even black males is an, an example as well. Even African-American, period, you know? So I have to be strong because of society and all the racism that is already out there. Then I have to be strong in my personal life because I was told and I was taught that we don't let no one see as weak. And then I have to deal with all this stuff and I can't. And I'm not allowed to heal. I'm not allowed to think of what happened about two years ago. I remember one time I was in home and I was like upset about the situation. And literally, literally, I'm telling you, my grandma was like, we don't cry. <laughs> she said, she said, we don't cry. What are, you, what are you crying for? I was like, you know what? I'm not going to cry. <laughs> she was like, we don't cry over here. And I was like, okay, this would happen to me when I was younger. So like, okay, I was like, okay, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> because from that, but she's like, what are you doing? You, you see how you look? Like, like what? And I'm like, wow. So you're saying I can't cry? And she's like, yeah, we don't cry over here. She's like, I don't know when the last time I cried over something like that. I just move on. I'm like, okay, grandma, Damn. I just want to feel something a little bit, but I understand. This is why I was in high school. <laughs> but that, that that's the main thing I'm talking about. We can we can laugh about this, but at the same time, it's serious. This is real. This is real talk. This is what goes on in households, and especially in African American communities. We were taught to be strong, and the result of being strong leaves damaged souls. Because being strong means you have to bury everything down deep, and you're not allowed to work out your stuff. You're not allowed to you know, dig up what happened to you. You're, you're not allowed to speak on that. We don't speak on trauma because we're not allowed to. We're not allowed to sit there and say, hey, this hurt me. And it was un- only until my mom came along inside the change everything and said, I want you to talk to me about what happened or what this, that, and the third. So that's the disconnect, that switch. Generation, generation, we have to change. We have to do better. We have to heal generational traumas because if we don't heal generational traumas then we're going to be stuck in a generational cycle that's going to affect us and it's going to affect our kids and our kids are going to get affected by it you were never shown love growing up so you're not going to show your kids love that should fuel your fire and that should fill your tank to want to learn how to love properly and how to receive love most of us receive it but most of us give it, I should say. Most of us give up, but we don't know how to receive it because we haven't healed. We haven't healed properly. We can give, give, give all we want, but if you can't allow yourself to be open enough to receive it, then I don't understand the point. You know? We all have ways to overcome things. And overcoming those things is the best way we can, you know, try to want to do more. You know, and I, I want to walk you through like the steps on actively healing because actively healing, I would say the first step, which I already discussed, is acknowledging it, acknowledge to her, 
Acknowledge what happened. What was the source of the hurt? Who caused the hurt? Acknowledge it. Acknowledge the pain. This happened to me at this, that, and third. That's why I'm acknowledging it. Then you confront it. After you acknowledge, you confront it. You deal with it. I don't know how, what dealing with it means to you, but dealing with it may be seeking a therapist to talk about it. Dealing with it may be writing down every single thing that happened and writing a letter to yourself. Dealing with it may be maybe come seeking companionship in a friend or actually telling someone, you know, speak it, speak your truth. You know, it happened to you. It happened. And I would say third and finally, maybe just resting in it, resting in what happened and then fully soaking it in because with resting in it, I feel as if it puts it to rest, you know, Um, you acknowledge it. You confront it and you put it to rest. Put it to rest, lay it down. That's that's the work in healing, you know? Um, I don't know what you have to do. Take a, a spiritual bath, <laughs> go to church one Sunday morning, read the Bible, um, <laughs> listen to some good old music, whatever the case may be. If you got to dance, dance it off. Um, but that's that's the I think that's the steps I would say. Acknowledge confront it and you put it to rest because there's nothing like acknowledging something but you don't allow yourself to confront it and there's nothing like confronting something and you're not allowing it to be put to dead lay it to dead what's dead is dead what's not here it's not here but i did do a poll on instagram i did say what does healing mean to you and I like a lot of people's response. Um, so here are some response that what people said healing really meant to them. Someone said, not being bothered by who or what hurt you. Moving on like it never happened in the first place. Hey, that's how you heal. <laughs> um, someone else says, which was one of my favorites, gaining back the energy I previously had due to any harm caused i like that because i'm getting back to who i was before the hurt you know that's that's what healing means to me getting back to the energy i used to have facing the person i used to be before this happened to me because what happened to me currently is not who i am but it could be who I am if I allow myself to turn into the type of person or being I could be. But I'm going to do the work and heal so I can get back to who I was. You get me? Say so, yeah. Um, another person said, it means you lose yourself and find yourself in the truly most interesting way of life. So what I get from that is that with healing, you have to lose a part of yourself in order to become this newer individual that you are destined or supposed to be. Because like I said, you can stay in the, you can stay stuck or you can elevate and you can grow from it. So yeah. (laughs) Also, um, what healing means basically is being able to give myself the freedom to understand that I need to be fixed internally or getting back to who I was, like I said before, quote unquote, the hurt. So, that's a lot to take in. That's a lot to soak in. And basically, what is healing? 
what is healing? So I have two definitions because one one person, one of my friends said healing is a basically a physical, mental or spiritual process that over time bring you back to 100 percent. But I want to go on Google and see what healing means because, you know, all these definitions are just lovely. <laughs> so healing, it says the process of making or becoming sound or healthy again or heal or tending to heal therapeutically a healing experience. Yes, it's it's something that. We all should take an antidote, some medicine for healing, you know, because healing is never easy, you know. Oh, here's something I want to say, you know, as I said, what my steps are for healing. I say acknowledge, confront, and rest. Put it to rest. Um, here's five stages of healing that I think is important. So here, step one, grief and denial. Then you have step two, which is anger. Step three, bargaining. Step four, they say depression. And then step five, acceptance. I feel like a lot of people get stuck in step one. <laughs> or they, they move past the grief and denial. And they go to step two, which is anger. And they keep that anger and they keep that bitterness stuck down into them. And they don't know how to get over it. So you see people lashing out on certain individuals. It's not because they're lashing out you. It's because they're dealing with something that they are terrified if they ever brought to light and if they ever acknowledge it will scare them you know shitless <laughs> and they don't have the room to consume you know that that anger so they just lash it out everybody else instead of lashing out on the person who gave it to them or the person that was in the situation and not dealing with it and not blatant not What's the word? And not being able to blame themselves for what happened. So they lash on everyone else. I think a lot of people stay in that anger stage. And then the grief and denial, which is stage one. Yeah, we grieve it. We, we are sad about it, but we deny it. It never happened. It never happened. It never happened. And I think that's the problem as well. When you deny something that never happened, nine times out of ten, it will come to light. It will be exposed. You can deny and deny all you want, but the truth always comes out one way or another. Um, I can deny that I didn't have probably a kid when I was this age, but watch 10 years later on the road, that kid's going to try to find me. You get me? So it's like you can deny all you want, but the truth sometimes comes out in the most unexpected ways. So, yeah. Yeah. But I think the main goal is to get to the acceptance stage, accept what happened. Because you're dealing with, you have to deal with it. You have to be okay with what happened as well. I'm not saying what happened is something that's, you know, you have to be like, okay, this happened to me. But you just have to be okay with it. Because it is a part of your story. It is a part of your life. And it's going to allow you to grow into something better and something more structured in your life. But at the same time, a lot of people, we, we don't want to do that. Because if we do that, it's like a pride thing, I feel as if. If I say this happened to me, how would you think of me? I don't want to be thought of as a victim. I don't think a lot of people want to be thought of as a victim. But at the same time, if you're hurting, you're hurting. It's that simple. I'm not taking that away from you. But if you're not willing to heal, I don't know what to tell you. Healing is important. Healing gives you the opportunity to become who you are supposed to be. Healing 
gets you back to where you were previously before the trauma, before, you know, the hurt, the pain, whatever happened that caused you to switch from a different person to a different energy. Healing allows you to grow and expand who you are. Because when you heal, you can tap into certain energies that you thought never existed about you. And that's the beauty. So I do encourage Are You Going to Heal? And yeah, I think this was a good episode. (laughs) So as always, if you want to know more about The Chronicle, please follow us on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff at The Chronicle, the podcast. And if you want to know the personal chronicles of my life, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Desiree So this is episode 78, season two of The Chronicle, one word, hill, and we are out.